So we've seen how in spoken German, when we talk about the past, generally speaking, we'll use this structure of I have done rather than I did. I have visited rather than just I visited. And we've seen how mostly to get this have past of a verb, we start with the he, she, it version of the verb, the verb with a T ending instead of our normal N or EN ending. Then we add our GE, GE, to the beginning. So if we start with machen, to do, to make, we first go to macht, and then we put our GE at the beginning and we get gemacht. So how would you say, I have done it, I have made it? Ich habe es gemacht. Very good. Ich habe es gemacht. What was to wait? Warten. Warten. Good. And he waits? Er wartet. Good. Wartet. We need to add an E here to hear that T that we're adding on. Warten. Wartet. Er wartet. And waited? As in I have waited? Gewartet. Good. Gewartet. Ich habe gewartet. So in German, we wait on somebody rather than waiting for them. We wait auf somebody. So how would you say, I have waited for you? Uh, ich habe auf, auf dich gewartet. Ich habe auf dich gewartet. So we have two verbs here now. So we make a sandwich of those verbs. We have the first one at the beginning and the second one at the end. Ich habe auf dich gewartet. Very good. So er is he, no, and him was in. In. I-H-N. So that H makes that E sound, that I a little longer. In. In. Good. Did you wait for him? Have you waited for him? Has du auf ihn gewartet? Very good. Has du auf ihn gewartet? Did you wait for him? Have you waited for him? Hast du auf ihn gewartet? And we've also seen exceptions to this rule of using ge and a t to get this half past. Many of these exceptions look uncannily like the English forms. Bringen, for example, to bring goes to gebracht, just like brought, in I have brought, but with ge, no. Sehen, to see, goes to gesehen, just like seen, but with this ge added. Essen, to eat, goes like eaten. We have gegessen, which is particularly irregular, no? We have an extra G there, gegessen, eaten. Have you eaten? Hast du gegessen? Hast du gegessen? The word for already in German is schon, schon. Schon. S-C-H, that S-C-H gives us sch, O-N, schon, schon. Have you eaten already? Hast du schon gegessen? Very good. Hast du schon gegessen? So, because we have two verbs now, we have schon in the middle there. Hast du schon gegessen? And this also means, have you eaten yet? Both of these meanings are included in schon. Have you eaten already? Have you eaten yet? Hast du schon gegessen? So, already or yet is schon, but not yet was noch nicht. So, we have the hard ch after the O, noch, and then the soft H after the I sound, nicht, noch nicht. So how would you say, haven't you eaten yet? Have you not eaten yet? 
Hast du noch nicht gegessen? Hast du noch nicht gegessen? Very good. So we have nicht for not. And nothing or anything was... Nichts. Nichts. Good. With an S on the end. Nichts. Haven't you eaten anything? Hast du nichts gegessen? Very good. Hast du nichts gegessen? And if you want to say anything yet, nothing yet, you can use noch nichts. Noch nichts. Very good. Noch nichts. So noch means still. Noch nicht. Not yet is still not. No. And noch nichts. Nothing yet. Not anything yet is still nothing. Noch nichts. Haven't you eaten anything yet? Haven't you eaten anything yet? Hast du noch nicht nichts gegessen? Very good. Haven't you eaten anything yet? Hast du noch nichts gegessen? But just haven't you eaten yet? Have you still not eaten? Hast du noch nichts no, noch nicht? Hast du noch nicht gegessen? Very good. Hast du noch nicht gegessen? So we have some irregular verbs when forming this past, this have past, no? But English can be of a great help to compare these versions to the English versions and check if they're irregular there too. So gegessen is like eaten, gebracht, like brought. And just thinking about that, whether the irregularity is shared or not, is extremely helpful for us to internalize the irregularity in German. Whether it's shared or not, just thinking about it rather than just trying to memorize the new form. We also saw how verbs that are built of parts, so like anmachen, to turn on, for example, this is built from an and machen, no, to these verbs we have to pay special attention in the past. So before deciding how they are in the past, we have to decide whether the verb is separable or not whether this verb built of parts splits or not. So anmachen, to turn on, is from an and machen. Is anmachen a separable verb? Can it split? Yes, it is. Why? Because the, the stress is on the an part. Very good. An is stressed, which shows us that's a word in its own right. So this verb can split. Anmachen. Good. So if we say, for example, I'm turning it on, in the present, I'm turning it on, how is that? Ich mache es an. Very good. Ich mache es an, or ich mach's an. So that verb splits, and that an goes to the end, as if it were a second verb. It's a part of a verb, no? So it kind of counts as a second verb. Ich mache es an. And when anmachen goes into the past, because an is separable, the an will move out the way for the ge, so we get angemacht, angemacht. The an moves for this ge. What was already again? Schon. Schon. Have you turned it on already? Have you turned it on yet? Hast du es schon angemacht? Very good. Hast du es schon angemacht? Haven't you, have you not turned it on yet? Hast du es, I don't know where to put the nicht, hast du es nicht schon angemacht? So not yet. Ah, nicht noch. Sorry. How was not no, yet? Noch nicht. Noch nicht. 
Huh? So we don't want to go too quickly when we hear yet to shon. No, when it's not yet, we have noch nicht. So haven't you, have you not turned it on yet? Hast du es noch nicht angemacht? Very good. Hast du es noch nicht angemacht? So this es assumes that with it, we are talking about something neuter, like das Telefon, the telephone. But if we refer to something masculine, for example, like the television, which is der Fernseher, der Fernseher, the farseer, literally. Like the English, tele is from Greek, which means far and vision, no? Seeing, television, telephone, far voice. So if we refer to der Fernseher, the TV, which is masculine, when we say, haven't you turned it on yet? We would use ihn, the word for him, when we say it talking about this masculine thing. So how would that be? Haven't you turned it on yet? And we mean the television. Hast du ihn noch nicht angemacht? Very good. Hast du ihn noch nicht angemacht? And if we mean, for example, die Lampe, the lamp, the light, which is feminine, no, die, die Lampe, when we say, haven't you turned it on yet? Then how would that be? Hast du Sie noch nicht angemacht? Hast du sie noch nicht angemacht? 